You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What is up, y'all? Happy weekend. And as I said on the best bits with Lunchbox, what up, party animals? I don't know where that came from, but now I may just start all these podcasts this way to bring in some more high vibes to these podcasts. I am excited to be hanging out with y'all for another weekend, especially after we just got back from vacation. And speaking of vacation, if you want to hear about mine, some more about lunchboxes, or about some things we're watching, or the Western fashion show that went down. A lot of crazy stuff is over there if you want to go listen to Best Bits Part 1 with Lunchbox this weekend. I am biased, but it was a really fun conversation. Lunchbox and I had a lot of fun this weekend. And I even shared something very emotional and something very um, difficult for me to talk about. But talking to Lunchbox about it still brought some laughs because (laughs) it was always interesting. So go check out that. For now, we're going to get started on the top segments from the show this week. An employee of the month was chosen for June. It was a battle to the very end, and somebody was chosen, and then they got to spin the wheel. Maybe. You'll see. Number seven. Let's award the employee of the month award. Now, we're in July now, but let's award it for June. We had a holiday there, so. Woo! You guys ready to name the champ? Ready! Got a chance to win some money? Only the three finalists will read their speeches. All right. So you get a chance to win cash or self-promotion or block someone from contention. The last employee of the month went to Amy. So, Amy, good job. Now, you know, maybe you'll repeat. Maybe you'll pass your crown over. All right. The finalists for employee of the month are, and I'll read your name and you read your speech. Okay. Lunchbox. Yep. That's me. Oh, my goodness, guys. All right. Here we go. Are you already acting? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go ahead. Congrats to Eddie on getting fit. Our next step is getting him off Bobby's. <laughs> what the? Crap? Amy lost the bed, table, washer, and dryer in the divorce. If she wins this, he'll also take it, which would be much worse. Morgan had a sketchy Uber ride where she thought she was going bye bye, and if you let her drive you, you're lucky you not to die. Abby might need to try Love Is Blind or Married at First Sight. Science raked her last, which we all agree is right. <laughs> Thank you. Where's Thank the, you. What's the point of that speech? Thank you. His speeches just make fun of people. And secondly, 
I think we have to bleep out the word of him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But, 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 and then but, he didn't even rhyme wash and divorce or something. No, it's a worse, divorce, worse. Divorce, worse. I'll, I'll, I'll let him do it. What? I said, dryer in the divorce. If she wins this, he'll all. If she wins, he'll also take this, which would be much worse. Divorce. Wor- divorce. Worse. 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 Oh, yeah. Just do the words, though. Divorce. Worse. <laughs> divorce. You got, you but also, it. your pattern wasn't exactly. It doesn't matter. Hey, I just had to fit that in, man. Yeah. Because that was all stuff that happened in the last month. Yeah, yeah. The two words that rhymed were? Uh, divorce and worse. We also were told it doesn't have to be like why you're supposed to win or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, There's no rules on what the speech has to yeah, be. Huh? Uh, some of the stuff Lunchbox did to be in the finals. He washed his hands with yet another celebrity, Adam Duritz. He has a goal to wash more hands. <laughs> he picked off and dropped off Richard Marks oh, in yeah. one of the most awkward segments of all time. That was yeah, great. Yeah. He was exposed for not having his own phone bill. Ooh. I could not stop laughing for days when he confused Gumby with Gandhi, although I don't think that should be, be, the credit should be given to him. My, I brought it to the table. Well, no, no. You just thought Gumby and Gandhi were the same person. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, what we held against him, he made the call on switching the $20 tickets to $50 tickets. Oh, my gosh. And we lost all that money. I hate ah, that. But we, it extended it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we kept winning and winning and winning and winning and winning. I mean, mm-hmm. it was great. We didn't. Okay. Next up. I mean, but was that not a good opening line to my speech, though? No. That it really nailed wasn't. it. wasn't. Mm-hmm. Should uh, I say it again? No. Next up, the next finalist is Abby. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Abby, read your speech. Ray hit it. Oceans apart. You know, need I say more? Need I say more? What are you saying? Richard Marks, an absolute legend, comes in to the studio. Sorry, I'm distracted. by What's happening? Well, I mean, he came, Go ahead. He came in. That was your one thing. Anyway, you did. also, I came in close second in uh, Easy Trivia. And um, I now have emotional damage from Scuba Steve's um, bit. So, yes, I should win for all of the above reasons. I got distracted by Richard Marks' voice. Hey, can someone please help her with speech writing? Did you hear your worst morse? I mean, at least I got it out. Yeah, okay. I mean, she got two words out and was like, oh, she puked all over herself. Got distracted. Abby. I'm trying to talk Single-handedly landed Richard Marks in the studio. Yeah, that was amazing. That was really cool. It had been a great interview and performance. She also told us about her worst day at work where she had to call the cops because she thought the guy was going to kill someone here in the building. Oh, yeah. Which was crazy. She won in blind karaoke best line dancing. She's been a big help behind the scenes. And I tell you, that symmetrical face segment was tough. (laughs) She took it like a champ. She took it like a champ. Yes. I didn't like that segment, Abby. But thank you. Congratulations on making the finals. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Yes. (laughs) And finally, the last person... Amy, you're on the finals. Let's go. Can you repeat as champion? Give us your speech. I followed the rules. Okay. I'm the most recent recipient of Employee of the Month for the show, so I'm okay with someone else giving this recognition a go. However, we have to make speeches on why we should win, so I guess I'll have to dig from within. Maybe I sum things up with the creation of Amy all the time. That way I can be done with this rhyme. But you didn't create Amy all the time. I did. Nice. And then I just and I just sang Amy. I created even the Amy on. And and because you were sick too. But yeah. I ha- but you missed like half a month. But it, it's <laughs> like, I mean, you're like, like out you, a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, I mean, that's kind of weird. It's a tough speech. Was, she kind of took herself down. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know because like I don't. This yeah. this is the part that makes me so uncomfortable. You don't want to win. This part. Did makes you say you were removing so... yourself in the speech from it? 
Amy removed herself. No, I said, She's I'm out. okay. Eddie, you're now a finalist, Eddie. Hey, Eddie, you're now a finalist. You, Eddie, read your speech. What's funny, Amy brought this up. Bobby and Amy went down with a sickness, and someone <laughs> had to carry the show, and that was me, pretty much. So I sacrificed my presence on the show, too, by letting Amy win easy trivia. <laughs> I, fed the be- I fed the crew the best smoked chicken in the world, and I introduced you guys to one of the greatest films in movie history, Rope. Thank you guys for considering me for this award. So, um... Eddie, I just did that to be funny. You weren't in it. You actually were held back. You made me read all because this? you uh, made us watch rope, and you admitted to cheating on me both, and that was what kept you out of this one. Ooh. So you just wasted all my time. Well, she backed out, and you were just sitting there, so I just went to you. You brought my hopes up, and Amy, and you also you, you made the finals, but you didn't win. You did not win. Why did I even make the finals? Uh, well, a couple things. You did win easy trivia. Came yeah. back from massive uh, behind. You heard from You've me. You've opened I let, up a lot, and there's been a lot of laughs because you have been sharing pretty vulnerably about the divorce and like. He took a fork, and then he took a spoon, and then all of a sudden you're eating with your fingers. You know, yeah, it's tough. And Lunchbox tough. Br- brought the greatest game in show history. But you did miss a month for getting sick, but I can't penalize you for that. That's Two true. days. It just happens. Yeah. Okay, so it's either going to be Abby or Lunchbox is our winner. And again, you can spin the wheel. You can eliminate somebody, whatever you want. The winner of Employee of the Month here on the Bobby Bone Show. Oh, it has to be between these two. Oh. What a war. I mean, I like it for them because I. But, but they're both is, deserving of being up for the. They month. are. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But like. The they, winner is. Lunchbox is just. Oh gosh. Abby. Okay. Oh my gosh. Abby, okay. what a month for you. You are the winner of Employee of the Month. <laughs> Thank what, you. What do you want to say to everybody out there? All the haters and doubters. A.K.A. Lunchbox. Lunchbox. <laughs> I mean, if you really think you deserve Employee of the Month, it's I do this month, actually. That's true. I Abby, really do you want like to spin do. the wheel? Do you want self-promotion or do you want to block someone from contention for oh, three dang. months? Hmm. Oh. That block is looking for a little... three months. That's sounding... Three months. I'm just kidding. I can't do that again. That was mean. Three, I've already done months. it. Four months. Four months. Four months. Four months? Four months? Do, it. do it, Abby. Rest of Wait. the year? Abby, do it. <laughs> negotiating oh, the price. Yeah. Abby, what are you going to do? You get three months block, you got self-promotion, or the will of cash. Oh, I can't block. I can't do that. Um, and I feel like the wheel's going to be like a dollar. I'll just do promotion. Okay, then you, you can do it now or you can That's save boring. it for, for when you have a show or something. Yeah, I'll save it. You want to save will, yeah. your promotion until yeah. you have a gig or something? More for, forward it okay. to something else. Abby will punt. Let's see what you would have got on the money. <laughs> oh, Let's yeah, spin that on. wheel. Spin that wheel. It's going to be 100 <laughs> now that I didn't pick it. Abby, you would have got $20. Oh, dang. Abby, you're the employee of the month. Self-promotion. You'll get whenever you want it. Thank, Thank you. you. It's the best bits of the week. With Morgan number two. Scuba Steve has to go on some one-on-one dates. It's like The Bachelor, but with Scuba Steve and the Bobby Bone Show. He pitched a segment where he wanted to get to know everybody because his family's out of town and he's a little bored at home by himself. So he's like, how can I get to know the show some more? And he's like, well, I could do this, this, and this. And then Bobby's like, no, you should go one-on-one. You got some time. You got a month to go do it. Go one-on-one with everybody. And so now we're all supposed to go on a date or hang out, obviously. Scuba Steve is very happily married with him to go do something fun so we can all get to know each other a little bit better. Number six. The bit we don't know is coming and we're forced to do is called Scuba Steve Suggests. Or it's short. Three S's. (laughs) Scuba Steve, our executive producer, what are you talking about today? So I saw a story about a record number of Americans living alone. 29% of U.S. people are by themselves at the house. And right now my wife is in San Francisco with the kids and I'm home alone. But that's not you in that 29%. 
No, no, no. There's okay. people who like live alone, like Got permanently. I, me and before the last couple of years, oh, always man. by myself. Yeah, it was awesome for a long time. It's even awesome. It's awesomer now. But I like living by myself. I wasn't very sad. I was fine with it. Then I got married and I got acclimated to that lifestyle. Then being gone a few days, I'm cool. I can watch movies. I can do fun things. But after a while, man, I'm so lonely. I'm so bored. Really? And I, and I just nothing for me to do, and now I'm over it. Were you looking forward to alone time, and then once you got a lot of it, you're like, actually, I don't like it as much as I thought I would. Yeah, that grass is greener effect, where you're like, man, I don't, no, I can't do it. Eddie's same way. He's got a house full of people, and he's like, when they're gone, I like start to miss them. Yeah, yeah. And it's terrible, man. I drink a lot. My house is messy. <laughs> I probably, I'd be, I would be a mess if I didn't have a family. Oh, you're saying you do this when they're gone? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I was no. like, what's different? Hey, buddy. I have a pretty clean life. Good for you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so people are living alone. So what's the deal here? So my whole thing is to kind of kill two birds with one stone, me not being alone, but also me kind of developing a better relationship with everyone here on the show. I wanted to go out with people individually over the next week, week and a half to get to know you guys better, but also for me not to be alone. That's interesting. Go out with us? So now he's like, created a segment one on one? for him to hang out <laughs> with us. Go yeah, out what do you mean go Steve? out? I like it. I like it. Week and a half, huh? We yeah. Over the next. What if we yeah. just do this? What if it's, it's, we're just cramming a lot of lot in. Yeah. So what if? Yes, let's do this over the next week and a half. Okay. But let's make sure you go with everybody over the next month. Okay. We'll make a point of it, and so everyone individually get with Scuba Steve, and you have to go have a one on one date with Scuba Steve. Gotcha. Wow. Hey, lunch at. The Vu. Well, so I I can take your suggestions. I also have a list as well. I kind of came up with some ideas if you want those. You did. Okay. What I thought. Go ahead. So I think the first and most important is Bobby Bones and Amy. You guys are kind of the king and queen of the show. So I feel like you guys are kind of like dinner people. So I figured we'd go out to a dinner. You just want a nice dinner. Got it? Nice dinner. That's what you want. You want a nice dinner. We'll just get you. Go ahead. Yes. And then the next one, Lunchbox. I feel like we should go to Chuck E. Cheese. You have three kids, two adults. I'm your third adult. We oh. can have a lot of fun. I can watch one kid. And mm-hmm. also, I'm missing my family, so I'm a little bit, like, sad. Yeah, you so, should do that now. So I want to yeah, borrow your kids. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, uh, Eddie and Mike D, uh, I figured you guys like movies and old cinema. So you're not going one-on-ones, though. You're also doing... Yeah, this, I'm so groups. confused. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like to do... One-on-ones would be great, but I feel like some of these people have similar interests, so let's kind of, like, knock it out and kind of make it a little quick. Okay. Uh, I'm running short on time. My family's coming back. Once they come back, I don't have the time to do this. So got it. Two weeks. Being selfish. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, you want your old movie with Mike? So and- old movie with Mike and uh, Eddie. I found something showing here at an old theater, like old 1920s theater. It's called Ziggy Sardust. Yeah, that's David Bowie. Yeah, yeah. I'm old- in. Let's okay, go. cool. All right. So it's at this place called the Bella Court. I think Mike likes that. There you go. Boom. Two right there. Done. Uh, and then the next one, the larger group, Ray and Morgan like this spot that's like a hidden gym. I won't say what it's called, but it's like near a river. You guys talk about it all the time. Do they drink there? They yeah. drink, yeah. yeah. They're, they're like the, the food, the plastic cup drinkers. Yeah. So I figure I get them together along with Abby, Kevin, Pitts, and Lauren, oh, and we go there. you just all of them. <laughs> well, they're kind of grouped together. It sounds together. like you just want to do fun things and you want us to pay for it. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, uh, yeah. It's pretty good. I mean, it's a good idea. <laughs> or do you want to go with the isolated one-on-one? I think on one? we should isolate one-on-one with everybody. That'd be cool. Yeah, that's why I was so confused. How many people is that? But he has all the free time in the world. He's got a month, too. But he said once his family's back, he's not going to have time. So you're saying he has a month, but in his mind, he has two weeks. Yeah, he figured it out. It's his bit. Yeah, I guess he committed to it. Yeah, he committed to it. I suggested it. All right, over a month, we're going to... So it's July 12th. So let's say by August. August 15th, you have had to go on a date with every single one of us. Okay. Amy looks really excited out of everyone. It doesn't have to be a date. You don't have to like get naked. But I, mean, I, already, Amy, I already know Amy, where we're going. Amy, don't worry. He's married. It can be anything. It can be anything one-on-one, but it's got to be at least a half an hour. Huh. Okay. okay? All right. All right. And whatever happens, happens. You know? Yeah. What, what happens <laughs> What happens with scuba stays with scuba. Okay. You put it like that. You know what I mean? All right. 
I like it. Good bit. Okay, thank you. Update us as you do it. Okay, yeah. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. A really awesome interview and performance from Lucas Nelson this week. This was his first time in studio, and he's so fun to hear about. He has some crazy stories to share about his family, about his life, and, of course, about his career. And he also did some really, really just total awesome performances, which they're not going to be right here. You're just going to hear the interview. But after you hear him talk and all this awesome stuff, make sure you go to our YouTube page and hear both of his performances. They were so good. Number five. It's a Bobby Bones show interview. In case you didn't know. His name's Lucas Nelson. You know, I met him a long time ago. He doesn't remember this. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he does. But he bumped into me on a Southwest flight once, and I was sitting there, and he bumped my shoulder. He was walking through. Oh, for sure he remembers that. I didn't say anything. <laughs> okay. Then Y'all didn't even not. interact. Maybe he did. No, there was no interaction. There's nothing at all. No communication. Okay. But I'm, that was the first time, and I was like, that's Lucas Nelson. Yeah. Wow, yeah. wow. That's pretty cool, huh? Yeah. yeah. He probably oh, has the same story of like, I, I bumped I bump some random dude. Bobby Bones. Mm-hmm. No, and yeah. Yeah. So, but we became friends earlier this year. We hung out for like three or four days, played a lot of golf together. We were in California. And then I watched him play, and I was just like, this guy is so good. Uh, he's obviously Willie Nelson's son, but his band is Lucas Nelson and the Promise of the Real. Got a brand new album out today called Sticks and Stones. He's going to play for us. The Friday Morning Conversation with Lucas Nelson. I'm such a big fan, Lucas. Oh, man. I'm, you know what's I'm, funny? He can't say he's a big fan of mine because he travels all the time, but I like that he tried. <laughs> no, I just... He's like, I'm such... Well, no, I, 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 I was going to say because because when we met at, at, at Pebble... Mm-hmm. We, it was a good vibe, and then when you you posted some amazingly beautiful things, uh, and it just made me feel so good. And oh. I appreciate that. Thank you. J- yeah. Lucas is just the nicest dude, and I we oh. met like humans. It wasn't even a work or no. A, we were just hanging, hanging out. Yeah. And so I remember we're eating like sausages over on a little table or something, <laughs> and we're all just like, and they're like, "Hey, Lu- uh, Lucas Nelson, here, you want to come and play?" And Lucas gets up, and he's just in his, you know, deal. Gets up, grabs a guitar. And it was like going to church. And I was a fan of your music already, but watching you play live, there was just something about... And I'm jaded. I get to see everybody that's good all the time. Yeah. But there was something about that performance that is unidentifiable by pointing a finger at it. But I was like, there's only two or three times in the past five, six years I felt like that with music. And it was that. It was you. Well, Clint Eastwood was there, so I was trying. Real to, pressure. Yeah, there's a lot of. Pressure. <laughs> <laughs> we were all. We were all. I was in awe of that guy, you know. And uh, no, but uh, you know when something. I've always felt most comfortable in some ways just with an acoustic guitar, and and connecting in in an intimate setting like that. You know that is a it is a nice format. Um, and what what did we start with? I think we started with. Uh, you did, did you do find yourself? N- we did do find yourself. That song. I, I, yeah. My wife and I have listened to that thing five hundred because she was with me. We were all together. Uh, we've probably listened to that song yeah. five hundred times. Yeah, you were sitting with Jordan and and uh, and that crew, um, and Jake Owen was there, and um, who else was there? It was another friend of ours. I mean, ben, ben, ben Rector. Ben Rector. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, was there. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are all. It was a. It was a very cool vibe and that intimate setting with all those golfers and and, and musicians there is uh you know it lends itself as actually a pretty good sounding room there for 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 that too you know i just uh, can't wait for people to hear you play now they have a new record out today and what's interesting is i believe and you can correct me if i'm wrong you wrote all 12 of these songs yourself 
Yeah. Yeah. Where, where is your ride? Where does it happen for you? Are you on the road all the time and are you riding in a bus somewhere or do you Yeah, go- or on an airplane or, you know, uh, uh, I've been writing with uh, Ernest recently. He's a great, great artist um, that we met on the road with Jelly Roll. Jelly was doing a show with Dad and I happened to be on the road with Dad for a minute because um, uh, I had some weeks off and I went and joined him on his tour and... Uh, Ernest and Jelly Roll were there, so I like writing with other people. But I, I, am really good um, at just sitting down and writing a song in like thirty minutes. Generally, when it comes, it comes quick, and then I just, and I'm writing for my show. You know, I'm writing for my audience, uh, uh, and I'm thinking about my audience when I write a song and what kind of rhythms and sing-along choruses do I want, what kind of, even even pauses in the song to let them respond in some way, you know. So. Are you a perfectionist in your writing, or are you a guy that you felt it, that's how you felt when you wrote it, that's the song? Mm, you no, go back I'll go back. Late, yeah? I'll go back sometimes, and, and if, I, if I feel like something is better said some other way, then I'll write it that way. Uh, and I'll just, I, there are times when I'll be in the studio recording the song and singing the vocals and I'll think of a better way to say some some phrase and I'll change it right there. What about melody and lyrics? What is your go-to first? Or is it a theme? Like, what, melody and lyrics to me go very closely together. What comes first? Lyrics often precede the melody but very closely it's a fraction of a second it's like you know the time it takes to perceive the you know the world around you in a way because it as soon as i hear the phrase i start um internalizing the syllables the uh the structure of the phrase and then adding a melody to it pretty dang quickly without an instrument oftentimes I was writing actually with a friend of mine and and um their approach was to write the the the, the groove first John Oates and my approach is to write the lyrics first and so it's uh you know so it's 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 kind of good when someone else is good at grooves and one other guy's good at lyrics but but for me I write the the lyrics first generally and I'll write I'll think of something funny like um you know some clever twist of phrase you know uh uh what was katie said something you know uh, earlier at my my manager was like uh um, i haven't seen a friday in forever you know what does that mean but you you turn it into a song i hadn't seen a friday in forever well, it could be a drinking song it could be a you know it's a work song, you know. What is work your, never ends? What's your if? What's the lane that you feel most comfortable writing? Is it tempo wise? Do you like to write slow songs? Do you like to write bangers? If someone's like you get to write the best song possible, mm. what is it for you? Where do you feel most comfortable? I I do enjoy writing uh, ballads. I think I, I I tend to. There's a few songs that I've written in the past that that I feel like have connected deeply to people. Uh, Forget About Georgia is a song like that. Uh, there's songs on, on my self-titled record that, that still get requested quite often on our live show. Uh, I, I, Set Me Down on a Cloud. Um, 
and and find yourself is a more upbeat song that people that's my favorite song to play live because it seems to it's an evergreen song uh it's a song that i never get tired of playing i'm always thinking about live shows when i'm playing a show you know so if i'm thinking about a moment in the show where i can rock 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 bounce 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 dance 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 and then bring it down into a moment where then i really can reach a heart or two and and that and that just connects people more deeply into the lyrics into the you know when you strip everything down they focus more on 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 what's being said and a lot of times i think that's that's important you know can you talk about your aunt bobby for a second yeah because i was talking with amanda shires and yeah amanda's great yeah and she did the record with your aunt and then your aunt passed away Mm. after they had finished the, Mm -hmm. the record and so i'd spent a lot of time listening to the record and your aunt was she wrote and she played, you know, in the same band with you, and even your dad. Yeah. What was she, what was she like as a person? She was a a literal angel, like an angel on earth. I've never before since met anyone as kind and gentle and compassionate. She had, she had that old Southern charm, you know. She, you know, really she was beautiful. Um, and she stayed beautiful till she was 91, you know, and I think that there were a lot of old men who had big crushes on her out there. But she was, uh, she was also very strong and um, a musical force of nature. She was, uh, Dad always says she was the best musician of his band, and she is a great uh, mind for music. She played, uh, on one of my tracks, she played... I have a song called Just Outside of Austin. And I was lucky enough to have her on that song. She plays the introduction to the song and then, of course, throughout the song. And it's she. it took her maybe two minutes to write this little part when we were recording. And it was genius. And she was a musical genius and uh, and still influences my piano approach and taught me a little bit about piano when I was growing up. So she had a, a like you say, it was ch- it's church every time <laughs> with her. Do you feel like with you and all the instruments that you play and how you grew up, it, nature, nurture, meaning were you born with a little bit of it? and Or was it just you were surrounded by it and maybe you were just born a blank slate because you were surrounded by it all the time? What do you think nature, nurture, and your music, the, the hard work that you've put in and natural ability? That's a good question because there I I've heard that that there's a theory that we carry genetic memory in our DNA and I'm I'm not sure if that's true or not I've heard it from a, a number of sources that that it would indicate that, that it's a it's possible uh but I do know that I've been around it so much that and fallen in love with it. I mean, you can be around it and it it just doesn't choose you, you know. And I got lucky enough that it chose me. Uh, Music has saved my life on a number of occasions and brought me, just kind of rerouted me from my excess and and reminded me that I have a purpose. And and in a way, that's... uh, that's like why people go to church 
why people have religion. And so music has become that for me. It's become a, a beacon of, of, you know, of a, of a, a path to follow. Um, and p- some people follow it, but peripherally, you know, some people will say, okay, I'll follow this path, but I'm really following it because I want the lifestyle or I want this or that. And I have the reason my band name is Promise of the Real is because I had to, I want to see that. I want to see that on the marquee every day and remind myself of why I do it. It's about keeping the integrity of the purpose of my life. You know, promise of the real is, okay, you remember that this is this is the real reason you started playing music. And so don't get pulled away in all these different directions. It's very easy to get pulled away. I see a lot of my friends and family and people that came before me get trapped in these different um, uh on these different paths that lead to dead ends in the music industry. And so I didn't want that for myself. So I, I remind myself every day with my band name, Promise of the Real, that this is why I'm doing it. You know, Is it a self-awareness or is it is it a learned self-awareness or is it that you have had experiences now where you're like, I just don't want to go back to that? Both, maybe. I don't know if I, I don't know how self-aware I am in comparison to anyone else, but I do know that I've made mistakes and I don't want to make them again. <laughs> do you feel like mistakes don't make good music? Like I was always afraid yeah. to go to therapy yeah. because I was like, if I go to therapy and I start to get right, I'm not going to be on the air and have all these really you know, compelling the, things to the say. The irony of that is, is that I make better music now that I can reflect in a calm and peaceful manner. I can't – back when I was going through it, back when I was in my – those days, which actually this album really chronicles the first few songs of the album. The, the album details a character who goes through the same journey that I did. And in the beginning, it's all party, right? And alcoholia, you know, there's a defiance and, uh, you know. And I realized, though, that it wasn't the – it wasn't the 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 high that got me to these places of creativity. It was the finding my way back home. And that at these moments when I was home in my mind, when I say home, I mean the the clarity. You have to have clarity in order. There's there's there were only flashes of clarity that allowed me to write songs that uh you know that that helped me look back and process the moments that I had. Find Yourself, for example, was a breakup song, but I didn't write it as I was writhing in agony. You know, I wrote it as I found my way back. I hope you find yourself before I find somebody else was a statement of returning to where I was strongest and taking my the power that I have back from this person who had, who had, I had let take my power away from me. You know, I know the love that I deserve, you know, the, so my best work comes when I'm looking back at the darkness and taking the light from it. Does that sometimes get you through the darkness, knowing that one day you're going to get out of it and you're going to have a, a perspective and even an empathy for somebody else going through it? Yes, because, I mean, in my darkest moments, were more younger. Um, I had a lot of my my 
my brother passed away when I was really young. He it was um, it was heavy on the whole family. It was a very a very intense and painful way to go. And I think that influenced my upbringing in some ways. I think it influenced why I chose certain paths and how I wanted to relate to my parents. I didn't want to go down too dark a path. I didn't want to repeat similar mistakes. And so, but in my own pain, and in, in, in I, I realized there, you know, there, were, there's a great song that I actually did with uh, my dad that George Harrison wrote called "All Things Must Pass." And I remember being in the darkest place and that repeating in my mind that phrase that, that you just got to – everything changes. Everything morphs and, 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 and moves and goes from up to down to up to down. The pendulum, when it swings one way, has to swing the other. And so if I can just stay steady and persevere and get through this time – I'm I'm going to find the light at some point, and so that's just been my my process through of getting through any kind of hardship, you know, always. And it reminds me that I have the strength to do it when I when I do, you know. And that's a it's also very you, a lot of good music can come from that. A lot of good reminding yourself that. E- your best self is your best self, and and the the there's the, the trapping is the the temptation is the idea is is that you got to fly into the sun in order to be who you need to be, and I don't believe that's true at all. There's a song called Icarus on my record, you know, and it's about it is sort of about that. It's like you know, it's a funny song, but it's you know, Icarus was uh, a Greek. Uh, in the myth where the son believes he's invincible and that he can fly close or even into the sun. And his father keeps warning him, look, man, you're going to hurt yourself. And finally the wax on his feathers melt and he falls to his death. And a lot of young people believe that they're invincible and that they can fly into the sun and that nothing will happen to them. They can't imagine not being around. And, that's why so many people get lost, I think. And so, you know, uh, this my my art is about always staying true to where I believe perseverance uh, is possible. And my dad was a good beacon f- uh, of inspiration for that as well. How do you feel about your voice? And I ask that because <laughs> I can't stand to listen to my voice. Because and you know I've do this at a pretty high level. Yeah, but I'm like I, I hear it all the time. I don't like it. Can't t-. when you hear yourself, are you like Dad? If Lucas Nelson could sing, <laughs> how do you feel about listening to your own voice? <laughs> uh, sometimes you yeah. know. Sometimes I think, oh, that was pretty good, and then other times I think, you know, turn that <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, and it depends. Like you know, I'm getting better at singing all all the time. Uh, I'm I'm the last record that I did um, is not I I listen to this record more than than other records that I've done. Now I'm getting I'm at the point now where I don't want to turn it off. I can just I'm I you know it's like anything. You just if you're good enough here. I've, I was talking about this the other day. If your ear is good enough to detect when it sounds bad, you're ninety percent there. 
right? And that's what I tell people who always want to sing. I, I tell, I say, if if you've never sang before and you sing into a microphone, you say, oh, that sounds terrible. You're actually in good shape because the people who are really bad singers can't tell. They don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so if you can just get it to the point where you kind of like it or you know you can tell it's in tune or, yeah. you, and, you know, I mean, look, there's a lot of strange and magical voices out, out in the world. There's Neil Young has a strange and magical voice that's vulnerable and shaky and but right on key and right in pitch. Um you know, uh, Joe Walsh. I mean, all these different types of voices exist, but I think what's important is the soul behind it. And I think what's important, and I mean that by the person, I think the, the, the experience, the, 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 the passion, and then making sure you're on pitch and in key is, the, is obviously the most important. I only ask that because your voice is the best, one of the best things I've ever heard in my whole life. And I was oh, like, man. even if he doesn't, maybe even if Lucas thinks sometimes, like, eh, like maybe that means I'm not so bad. I'm no. using that for me, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like maybe it means I'm not so bad. No, well, the thing is, is that, and my dad always told me this. He said, you know, because he's got a, a, an interesting, different voice as well. And I think that he, he always said, don't, don't be afraid to be weird, in your, you know, or don't be afraid to be different. You know, with your voice. Leon Russell is another example. They were best friends. Uh, it's okay if your voice isn't normal, quote unquote, you know, because you know what? That makes you unique and uniquely who you are. And people resonate with with people who who aren't afraid to be who they are, I think, you know. I never thought about, as you're mentioning Leon Russell or George Harrison, I never thought about the exposure to the great artists that you also just had just that were just around you that other, like that either your dad knew or you're playing on tour with. Or, mm. And you're such a normal dude. I mean, this in the best way. I just never thought about you hanging out with a Beatle or even knowing a Beatle or Leon Russell, but that's, you know, people that your well, dad knew. Yeah. I mean, look, George, I didn't know very well. I mean, I don't, I don't think I ever met George Harrison. Um, he lived on Maui, interestingly enough, which um, I grew up in Maui. Um, but uh, I know his son. I know a lot of, uh, but like George, I never met Leon. I did actually, I met Leon Russell and actually had a, an adult sit down conversation with him just before he passed randomly on the Island of Curacao off the tip of Venezuela. And I was so surprised. It was a, it was a gig that we did. It was on this Island and it was so random. And Leon Russell was playing it too. And we met at this hotel and there's nobody else around. We had a dinner and, and he was great. And then I, I, that, I was grateful cause I'd never had my own one-on-one -on -one time with a lot of these guys. I'll have very quick hellos. My dad will know them. They'll come on the bus. They'll hang out with dad. Uh, when I was young, they were all smoking and drinking. And so, you know, I wasn't even allowed to be around that um, a lot of the times. But the, my favorite moments were were the, the artists that when I was a kid, I was also into like Leon, like Ray Charles. Um, I was going to ask about Ray Charles next. Yeah. And, and you met Ray? Oh, yeah. Ray, Ray was – I've never seen dad – when 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 Ray sang, I was so they did a, a birthday tribute to Dad. I think it was his 
80th, maybe, or it could have been his 70th, but I think it might have been 80. I can't remember. But every decade he does, like last, uh, this last one was the 90th, and it was an incredible birthday celebration where all of his friends came around. There were 30 amazing artists on there. But one of them, Ray, was there. And it was Ray and Leon and Dad, and they sang uh, a song for you, which is a, a beautiful song. I've been so many places in my life and time. You know that song, do you? Well, if you don't, go and listen to it because it's a beautiful. And there's a YouTube video of Dad and Ray Charles and Leon Russell. And uh, Dad sings the first verse, I believe. Leon sings the second. And then they just let Ray take the rest of the song. And... I'm getting emotional thinking about it because when I was a few years later, when I when it went on YouTube and YouTube became a thing, I pulled it up for Dad. And I said, "Dad, do you remember this?" And we sat and watched it, and he cried. I never see it doesn't happen very often, you know. He's a very, uh, I mean, not saying he's not. He's just you know he's from the quiet generation. He's he's a, he's a cowboy. But I could see that he was so moved that his hero, Ray Charles, was paying tribute to him in that way. Uh, and uh, and so those are the moments that really stick out. Muhammad Ali and Chris Christopherson coming by the house. Those are the those are the real moments, you know, that That's stick crazy. out. You know? That's crazy. Uh, well, let me say this about your record. First of all, I'll say it again in case you just turned it on. I'm a massive Lucas Nelson fan. I could do this for three hours. Um, I often do it when you're not here, just practicing when you are here. I do it. Yeah, I just talk to the chair like it's you waiting for this time. All right, Bobby. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. you know what? You have me at a disadvantage. So I'm going to, I promise you, I'm going to do this. I'm going to listen to all your podcasts. <laughs> God, can you imagine? Can you imagine? I'm going to sit down okay. and I'm going to be so well versed. Okay. That when we play golf next, okay, I'm going to be like, it. you remember Please when- don't. You'll like me less. So, you know, we're good how it is. We're just two dudes who like to hang out. Uh, yeah. Okay, so Lucas's record, which we mentioned before he came in, uh, Sticks and Stones. Yeah. It is out today. I am such a massive fan of Lucas. And you're going to play, are you going to play Sticks and Stones now? Yeah, I was going to do that. You want me to do that now? That'd be awesome. <laughs> Come on, yeah, Lucas sir. Nelson. Awesome, man. <clears throat> it's hard to sing that one early, but I got it. <laughs> See, and you go, he goes, it's hard to sing, and we're, yeah. like, blown away. That's my, that was my point with the question, like, do you ever hear your voice? Because we're all like, that's crazy. And you're like, yeah, it'll do. It's oh, awesome, man. Thank you. It's awesome. Oh, okay, man. the record's out today. Sticks yes, and Stones, it is out today. It's 12 tracks. Um, I know this wasn't talked about, and maybe you can indulge me, maybe you cannot. You brought it up a couple times. Could you play a little bit of Find Yourself? Do you need a sure. capo? Okay. Yeah, yeah. This. See if I can do this. Oh boy, I might have to move this back because I'm gonna enunciate more. Give it a rip. <laughs> Come on, dude. that is freaking <laughs> awesome. Come on. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Another one. I was gonna okay. start throwing dollars at him, I but then I thought it was an insult. I was like, I don't know. I should give him everything. <laughs> I was like, oh, and if that's in the morning, I can't, I can't imagine what that's like, like at night. And he's like, I guess that'll do. <laughs> no, uh, that's the greatest. Put that in the, the, the Smithsonian. That recording right there. Yeah. Oh, hey, okay. Thanks. Here's what we're gonna say, everybody. <laughs> His album is out today. Uh, Sticks and Stones. All he's all over as well. Go to lucasnelson.com. He's all through where this show is. Everywhere from you know Montana, Oregon, Idaho, Utah, Colorado. Just looking at some of the dates coming up. Kansas City, St. Louis. If you're hearing us, he's probably coming there. Just the best. And as good as he is here, like 
Even a better dude, I'm telling you. Oh, hey. Just that. Dude, you're the best. You are. Well, it's mutual. Thank you, brother. Super pumped that you came in. And if you don't see us on the road uh, coming to your town, just know we're booking the whole rest of the years. <laughs> so, so still more to come. We're going to be out a lot. And if you don't see your town on the tour, it don't worry. We're coming. Lucas Nelson and Promise of the Real. Yeah. Albums out, Sticks and Stones, all over the road. And there he is. Thank you, Lucas. That was great. There he is, Lucas Nelson. Thank you. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Bobby Bones Cinema Club was back, and we reviewed The Stuff, which was Lunchbox's movie that he put in 
the Arkansas Razorback helmet. And unfortunately for all of us, we had to watch it. And unfortunately for none of you, hopefully, that you also watched it. If you did, I'm very sorry. On behalf of our entire show, I am so sorry. Yeah, here's our review. Number four. As part of the Bobby Bones Cinema Club, we had to watch a movie called The Stuff. Lunchbox had put it in the hat. We drew it randomly. We watched it. It was an hour, 27 minutes. Mm-hmm. And the whole premise of this movie is that there's a yogurt and it kills people. It takes over people's brains. <laughs> yeah. It takes over their bodies, man. Yeah. All, yeah. So I, everybody wrote a three-line review. I'm just going to go through some of the reviews here. Let's do it. Okay. Review number one. The Stuff should have won an Oscar. Was it cheesy? The answer is yes. But you found yourself cheering for the good guys. You immediately ran to your fridge to throw out all your yogurt. Add that to my must-watch list again. Who's that had that? to be you. Okay, he's such a bad actor. <laughs> yeah, so okay, okay. That's what, that was the first one up. Okay. <laughs> this is exactly something I would imagine Lunchbox liking and watching over and over. He has some bizarre movie interest. This movie is so dumb and very weird, I can't believe I watched the whole thing. Rude. Here's the next one. I thought the commentary on consumerism was interesting, and I was actually a fan of the practical effects, even though they looked very 80s. But the story fell apart quickly. The production was terrible, and Moe is one of the most unorthodox characters ever. I did find the movie had a cult following, so I didn't think Lunchbox was intentionally trying to pick a bad movie. Scuba Steve. Yeah, that's for sure Scuba. <laughs> is that you, Scuba? No, that sounds like Mike. Actually. That sounds like Mike. Mike. Got it. Oh, oh yeah. It, it definitely was a metaphor for a lot of... I mean, yeah. yeah. But as a kid, I had no idea that yeah. was all involved. It was a little better than Rope. Special effects were horrible. I never want to see ice cream, shaving cream, or toothpaste again. I give it a 1.5. They call me Mo because I always ask for Mo money out of five. (laughs) (laughs) I will say that I paid three bucks for it. I watched it, and I was so happy it was only an hour and 20 minutes. Because I broke it up into two parts. It was much easier to do that. One of the parts was the toilet. Like, that's what broke the... No, I I just watched it on my laptop on the toilet. Oh. (laughs) It's going to be there anyway. Interesting. I have to admit, I, I laughed multiple times watching this movie. The storyline is crap. The acting is terrible, except for Chocolate Chip Charlie. This goes down as one of the worst, cheesiest 80s movies I've ever seen. Generally, not really a beloved movie by the group here. Here's one. Three lines. WTF. <laughs> Those are the lines. That's the review. <laughs> yeah, that was mine. That was mine. That was oh, mine. yeah. So let's talk about it for a second. It's called The Stuff. I am actually made notes as I was watching the movie. Here are oh, my boy. notes from watching this movie from the 80s called The Stuff. This movie was actually made in 1985. And the cover is a guy whose face is being stretched and yogurt is coming out of his mouth. Mm. Now, it starts with this old guy looking at the ground and he goes, well, that that there is moving. He puts his finger in the ground (laughs) and and licks it and goes, Mm. hey, Michael, come here. Taste this. (laughs) That's how it starts. That's how it starts. And then they're just eating the stuff from the ground. They're like, it tastes so good. And that's what happens. It's basically it's basically like an alien from underground that gets spread all, all over the country, put into yogurt. Once you eat the yogurt, you get taken over by it, and then that's what's up. Um, the dog that got that was mean because oh, he yeah. ate the stuff, mm-hmm. and, and Mo was like, hey, dog, why is your master afraid of you? And I'm like, it's a freaking huge Doberman. <laughs> Even if he didn't have the stuff. Like the dog, so the dog got eat up by the stuff. Chocolate chip Charlie was a real hero in it. Oh, he's awesome! Out of man. nowhere, he comes like beating up, m- fighting Mo. Yeah, hey, but then chocolate chip. Then he ends up, yeah. Uh, then chocolate chip Charlie. Oh, don't don't ruin it. Spoiler alert: It's eighty-five, 85 bro. That's eighty-five. Okay. Well. When the dude is in the bed in the hotel and gets attacked in the face by the yogurt, he's in the bed. 
staying there, and all of a sudden the yogurt starts attacking him. And it exploded like out of the pool- pillow, man. Yeah, and then and they have to like burn it off his face. Yeah, pretty cool. That was that was, that was pretty cool. And then chocolate chip Charlie's head exploding. <laughs> I have that as another cool scene. Uh, like, like, what did they use? Because they did whatever it was, shaving cream or whatever they used in making the movie. There was a lot of stuff. Oh, I was reading about it. Stuff. And <laughs> they said whatever the concoction was, it was so disgusting. Like, the actors even had to go and, like, take breaks away from it because it smelled so bad. It was wow. a foam made of blended fish bones. I also had to take breaks away from the movie. It was so bad. Same reason. <laughs> yes. So, yes. Yeah. It was so bad. I could see where if I were nine... I would, it, it's not scary, though. I thought it was going to be a scary movie. I mean, there, there was funny and there was scary because the whole yogurt thing, for years after that, you don't eat yogurt. And the whole purpose of the movie is just because everybody tells you you should eat it and everybody in America is eating it, it's the new thing, it's on commercials, it doesn't mean it's actually the best thing for you. Yeah. How many <laughs> cups of yogurt do you give it? I give it two out of five. Two because it, there is a bigger message to it that I think could be easily missed. I'm going to give it two out of five, Amy. One. Eddie? I'm going to give it one. I mean, I did like the special effects of the big foam. Well, like, I feel like we could have done that here. Right. <laughs> That's a lot of foam. I feel like it's very low Lunchbox? budget. Oh, I'd give it four out of five. Morgan? One and a half out of five. Hey, Movie Mike, your final thought on the stuff here? Oh, I thought it was ridiculous. I love the part where the kid just randomly gets in the car with Mo. He's like, who are you? <laughs> and then, get in the car. And then all right. best friends. And, then and the kid's parents are all murdered by the yogurt. Right. But he's, like, he's like all chill about yeah. it and stuff. He like run, he's like... Oh, oh, that's my dad and my brothers. We're all good. And then he just leaves him hanging out on his own. He gets stuck in the truck. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're in here. Scooby, do you have a review of the stuff? Uh, so for me, my full review or just the rating? Uh, whatever. Oh, I, I don't remember. I wrote it down. But my, my thing is uh, 3.5 out of 5 chocolate Charlie chips. Wow. Why? Why'd you like it so much? I just, I, for you, like the, the. Lonely? Well, I'm lonely. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else to watch. But it kind of reminds me of the Killer Clowns of Outer Space. Yeah. Like that cult classic kind of uh, movie film. So I enjoyed it. It was cheesy, but it was good. Okay, the stuff overall averaged about 1.8 cups of yogurt. Yeah! We do think that it wasn't, a, you didn't do it to be mean to us. I didn't. I'm telling you, that was a childhood classic. The Bobby Bone Cinema Club will draw another movie next week. Oh, boy. We'll watch it again. All right, Lunchbox, thank you. Put it, you got another one to put in there, though. Oh, I got to write one down. Yeah, yeah. Box we'll, of Moonlight. We already watched that one. It, it kept showing the guy's wiener. And That's I was like, the why the Lunchbox really watch this <laughs> one? Oh. Yes. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Mr. Cringe, a.k.a. Lunchbox, was back on the beach, obviously for our show vacation. Him and his family went down to Florida, and he brought back his SPF, which is the Sunburn Protection Foundation. And he tried to put sun tan lotion, sunscreen on a whole bunch of beachgoers that he didn't know. And it did not go so well this year. The SPF may be out of business after this year. Number three. Every summer, Lunchbox takes his family down to Florida. They hit the beach. And he steps away for a moment to do something cringy, or he calls it charity work. It's not charity. <laughs> it is charity. No. It's volunteer basis. Uh, what do you call your organization? The SPF, the Sunburn Protection Foundation. <laughs> but, the fa- but the foundation, it. it raises money? Uh, <laughs> no, I thought the foundation was like someone that volunteered, like as an organization that does well for the public. Mm. So, I guess we would take donations. No, Ooh, no, no, no. Great. So you walk around and you're a creep to people, basically. Basically, I just walk up to people sitting on the beach. I am by myself and I have sunscreen in my hand and I see people laying out, reading books, drinking beers, whatever they're doing. I'm going to go up and offer to rub sunscreen all over their bodies. This is the cringiest bit he does all year. It's like it's fifth year, fifth year running. I'm, listen, I'm entertained. I like the bit. Yeah, I'm just letting too. people know. I go, oh, as he's doing it. Uh, two, he, he writes descriptions for me here. 
Two ladies trying to enjoy their books. One looks like Chelsea Handler, the other Miranda Lambert. Oh. oh. An, an older Mar- Miranda. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Excuse me, ladies. You guys are looking, starting to look a little red. You need some sunscreen. No, we're good. Thank you. I'm part of the SBF, the Sunburn Protection Foundation, where I just make sure if everybody, I don't want you to get sunburned, I offer you my sunscreen for free. I can, I can use yours to rub it on your back, your shoulders. The spots are hard to get. I got professional hands. They're all there. And they're on a volunteer basis. No charge, no tips. We're good. Thank you. You sure? Yeah. All right. I can use one, my left hand and you, right hand and you, and do two at one time. We're good. Thank you. Okay. So it's a no? It's a no. All right. So it's an, a couple things. First of all, like eight times, they're like, no. <laughs> we're good. Not even really that nice. They're just like, they don't need to be nice. They're just like, no, 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 we're good. Go away. And then two. Were you covering a hurricane? Hey, dude, at the beach, you can't control the wind. It's I a know. windy, it's That's a windy what I'm place. It sounds like it's about to blow. You're about to blow away there. It's a windy place. There's no, there's no protection. There's no way to block the wind, you know. And that's what I worry about. Like I'm like, is it even? Are you going to be able to understand these people because the wind is so loud? Oh, I understood them. They're like, nope, 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 yeah, nope. They said no. We're good. They weren't even like, no, thank you. They were just immediately letting you know you're they're, creepy and you should go away. We have our own. Bye. Is that a no? Well, <laughs> I just is. wanted to give them another chance to reconsider. Here's a mom, a dad, a son, and his girlfriend. Oh. Yeah, and I would say son and girlfriend are in their 20s. That's how I figured they were son and daughter. Uh, son or Maybe it's son or daughter of the people. I don't know which one's which. And but. the dad looks like? Uh, what? What is that? Uh, Sam Elliott. Big he mustache. had, the, he oh. had a handlebar mustache, the upside down one, you yeah. know, white. Like, he looked like, just like him. Okay. How are you guys doing? You good on sunscreen? Yeah. Okay, because I'm part of the SBF, the Sunburn Protection Foundation. I'm a volunteer. I walk down the beach, and I rub sunscreen on people that need it. So I saw you four sitting here, and I was like, man, they're starting to look a little red. But these are professional hands. Like, I mean, if you want to give a test run, you want me to do that arm? Just one arm. I mean, look at how soft these hands are, though. Look, they're professional. They are professional. Feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good sunscreen arm. hands, you know what I'm saying? No? All right. I can't believe somebody let you touch them. So what do you do, an arm? You did an arm there? No, no, I asked to do the arm, and she said no. And I said, here, just touch my hand. They're really soft. Like, they're professional hands. And she touched my hand. She still said no, though. She kind of rejected me still. I got lost in that. Well, you're in a hurricane, too, so. Sure, sure, sure. All right, here's lunchbox with two ladies under an umbrella, and he wants me to know that one of them is extremely red. Well, well, and here's the thing. It was like a, a... one lady was hogging the umbrella, so one lady was out in the sun, and the one out in the sun, she was roasted. And your foundation really looks out for people who are being roasted. <laughs> yeah. good. It's good. Good by you. All right, yeah. here we go. Ma'am, you are looking red, red, red. And as part of the SPF, the Sunburn Protection Foundation, we offer free sunscreen if you need some. I'm a sunscreen person. I'm- Okay, I just didn't know if you need me to rub some on your shoulders, your back. You know what I mean? And these hands yes. are professional, I'm and I will make sure you know not get burned. I'm Thank you, though. You sure? I got it. Last chance. That's it. I got it. All right. All right. I got your back if you need me to. Right. And your lower back if you need me to. Oh. All right. But no, not in a creepy way. Not in a creepy way. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're taking it creepy. I'm not doing that. This is a volunteer organization. Yeah, no, we're good. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Enjoy the beach. And your mud talks. I mean, not creepy. (laughs) I need a visual on, is he in a swimsuit? What is he wearing? Yeah, I'm in a swimsuit. I got uh, flip-flop sandals on, whatever, slides, no shirt, and (laughs) sunglasses. Okay, okay. Uh, Inner thigh, not creepy. (laughs) If you have to say not in a creepy way. It's creepy. Right. 
But I did have two types of sunscreen if they wanted to choose from either one. And what were the two kinds? Uh, one was just like a copper tone, I think is one of the name. Copper yeah. tone fifty, and the other one was banana boat fifty. Did anybody just like rub them down? No, man. Not one person. Not this year. It was really? a, it was a rough year. Sam Elliott wasn't like, hey, man, just <laughs> put it there. No. Mm. Okay. No. Well, uh, better like next year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. I figure people need help. I think it's mostly the the package that shows up. Like you. What do you mean? Like you. Yeah. I mean, I think if it were somebody that had like a – Let's say like a, a lifeguard suit at a baseball game. You know how they have like candy bars and stuff on a little thing. I would say if it was someone, if it was like a woman with multiple options. Well, I had like, multiple options. And she's like, I am bringing sunscreen as part of the SPF, the foundation. Oh, so would what you you're, like some? You're saying I need a tray next time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe so like a, a shirt too, like a polo shirt. Or not even that. What if he has like a paint, like a Picasso paint? The, the wood thing while it paints on oh, it. with sunblock on and it. And he has different colors, different kinds of sunblock. Oh, this one's 25, <laughs> this one's brush. 15. Yeah. A palette. Yeah, a palette. I mean, Lunchbox claims to be such a magnet to women. Yeah, yeah they all no, sounded like they hated you. None of the women said, oh, well, this. Those first women, if you just give me a little bit of that, because he's doing it for a good reason. It's a charity. Yeah. It's a charity here. Go ahead. Excuse me, ladies. You guys are looking, starting to look a little red. You need some sunscreen. No. I'm part of the SBF, the Sunburn Protection Foundation, where I just make sure if everybody, I don't want you to get sunburned, I offer you my sunscreen for free. I have my own, thank you. I can, I can use yours to rub it on your back, your shoulders, the spots are hard to get. I got professional hands, they're all from there. And they're on a volunteer base. She keeps trying to jump into to shut him up, and he just talks over her, too. Nice job, Lunchbox. We know you cared, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Thank you. I didn't save any lives. It's all about your intention. There he is. Lunchbox, everybody. Thank you. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave. And then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. 
But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like I mentioned, we all just got back from vacation. So you guys heard about a whole lot of people's vacation on the show this week. And Eddie and Lunchbox did not have the best vacations, though Lunchbox did have some moments of fun, which we talked about on the Best Bits uh, Part 1, so you can check that out. And I also shared mine on there. But right here, you're going to hear about Bobby going to New Hampshire, which he didn't think was real, and why Eddie and Lunchbox had terrible vacations and what Amy did with her staycation. Number two. I asked the guys to give me a line about their vacation. They're just so negative. I know yours wasn't negative. Uh-uh. So I just want to do the negative first. Okay. I thought mine was kind of positive. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mine wasn't any positive. Eddie's, you're sucked. Lunchbox, you're sucked. I mean, I feel bad for you. Wow. It was terrible. Lunch, you go first. Florida is the devil. Florida. That was his, that was his headline. Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Three years in a row, Florida sucks for vacation. Three years ago, my son got put in the hospital with RSV for six days. Last year, second day there, one of my kids fell in the shower. Same kid. Busted his head open, had to get staples, so couldn't swim anymore. This year, second day, I wake up, 102.8 temperature. You think Florida is the reason? Florida is the reason. You're always we, sick, though. We you're go like, to Florida. Yeah, you're sick here every third day. Nope. I wake up, and I'm like, I, I eat breakfast. I don't feel too good. Three days. Had to lay in bed because I was sick. I'm sorry about that. That's, that does stink. I, I do feel like that could happen in any state, though. Yeah. But it just seems to happen in Florida. RSV, six days hospital. Staples, Florida. But the Staples thing especially was just an accident in a bathtub that could have been anywhere. Right. It was uh, It was one year to the day that he checked into the hospital for RS, RSV. Yeah. Like one year to the day. That is unbelievable. But he was probably sick before he got to Florida, you know, and that's when it happened. But the stitches part happened a year later. Staples, yeah. yeah. And even when we were checking in the hospital, I said, oh, here we are one year ago again, huh? And they didn't laugh. And I was like, we're not even They don't me. really do that whenever someone's coming in. It's bloody. <laughs> yeah, and they had, he had a big old hole in the back of his head. And then I just laid in bed for three and a half days. Did they have vacation without you? Yep. <laughs> of course they did. And did you want them to? No. I want them to be like, well, dad can't go. Dad can't do anything. We should sit around and do nothing. But did just, they leave and you were just there sick by yourself? They leave. They would leave. They'd come back. They'd stay there. They would grill. They would do whatever, and then they'd leave. And I was just holed up in the room, sweating and like 
gross and feeling Sorry. terrible and drinking water, drinking Gatorade, not eating anything. Yeah, we've been sick. We know all this part, what happens there, but that does stink. I'm sorry that happened to you. So, yeah, shout out Florida. When did you get better? I got better on, like, Thursday evening. When did you get home? Saturday. So you had a full day of being okay? I had, like, two days of, hey, like, I had one day at the beginning and, like, one and a half days at the end. Sandwich. Yeah, at least it wasn't all (laughs) Just the meat you were sick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eddie, why'd your suck? I went to Florida. Uh, oh, what do you know? Florida's the devil. And I love the beach. I love the beach. Yeah. Oh, we're yeah. going for a whole week. Well, you went to Florida on vacation once or two and you got COVID. Corona COVID. Yeah. He, yeah. he couldn't go to Ray's bachelor party, but he'd go get COVID in, in mm-hmm. Florida. Eddie but, was the first one. And that doesn't happen every time I go to Florida. Okay. So I go to Florida. Go to the beach. Man, I'm so excited. And when I go to the beach, I wake up at 5 in the morning every single day to go fishing at, at the beach. That's my thing. I love it. It's the crack of dawn. Third day we're there. I go outside to get my fishing stuff, and I look in the driveway, and I had parked my car on the street right in front of our house, and I look there, and I'm like, our car's not there. I had rented a brand new car. Airbnb, how, you, yes. you stay, yeah. And I'm Shut like, it. oh my goodness, they stole our car. Florida, the devil. They? Florida is the Florida devil. stole your car, dude. The I, state of Florida, Florida stole your car. Florida, I run inside. <laughs> I run inside, I wake my wife up, I'm like, they stole our car. Our car is gone. She's like, what are you talking about? My wife jumps out of bed. We both run outside. We both look. It was parked right there. It's not there. Oh, my goodness. They stole our car. I was like, you know what? I, I, what am I going to do? Call the cops right now? I'm just going to go fish. So I go. I'm like. I'm like <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you thought your car was stolen? I need an hour to decompress. Okay. I'm going to go fish. So I go and I see a tow truck sign, you know, like right there on the side of the street. I'm like, let me just call it just in case. I call the number. I'm like, do you have this vehicle? Yes, sir, we have it. They towed our car. So it was your fault. Because apparently it's no, it's written nowhere in our agreement that if you park on the street overnight, they can tow your car. And Florida is the <laughs> Florida, devil, man. man. Hey, here, here's the kicker, though. <laughs> so I go, how much is it going to be? $500. Oh, what? Florida! No. $500! That's crazy. So then... What state are we talking about again? Florida! Oh, man. And then, so I go, uh, fine, I'll go pick it up. It's about 45 minutes away. I'm like, what? The tow truck place is 45 minutes away? I drive 45 minutes. I How do you get, get there? I get someone to take me because we're with another family. Oh, good. I get someone to take me. We show up. How much is it again? $500. What? Crazy. So I get my credit card. Were there signs, though, around the house that said you no. can't? No, no, he, no. he just said there was a tow truck sign. That's how he got the number. Well, no. And that's the- my point. And he said well, it wasn't in the house agreement for the Airbnb, but you did see a sign. I, the I, so, I just feel the like sign just said like unauthorized parking. Was he called? What do you think the sign supposed to? It was in the front of the neighborhood. But did you have? You are okay. authorized to park there. I thought I was. Okay, so they then, should say that in the agreement. I agree. I'm at the tow truck place. I'm like, all right, fine. Five hundred dollars. I get my credit card. And she goes, you're not gonna like this. Cash. Oh no. It's cash only. <gasps> oh! What are you talking about? Have you never been towed before? I mean, probably 20 I, years ago. They, I mean, they updated their system. What state was it? Florida. Just it's the, the devil. For the record. You. She says, it's okay, though. There's an ATM machine next door. I'm like, fine. So I look at my wallet. Do you have 500 bucks cash? And you're I can get my. I can probably get it from my ATM. But even then, sometimes ATM doesn't even give that much cash. Well, I probably have to do two two transactions. It doesn't oh. matter. I look at my wallet. I don't have my ATM card. Oh, my, oh, my no. wife has oh, it my back gosh. home. Oh, my gosh. I forget what state. <laughs> Florida! Oh, okay, yeah. So I have to drive all the way back. No, you don't just ask your buddy for it? No, she didn't have a, she didn't have money. She says, I don't have a card on me either. 
Oh my god. So I had to go all the way back 45 oh minutes gosh. to my house, get the card from my wife, drive to get. I spent five hours dealing with this ordeal, and I spent $500. Did you catch any fish? No. Dang. Not a damn bite. Dang. Man, if I just knew where I am trying to. In I'll Florida. Tell you oh, Florida. No, dang. Okay, got it. Terrible, Never going man. back, are you? No, I'll go back. I, I like Florida. I, I, man. I love Florida. Yeah, me too. too. It's been, been pretty it's cool. The devil. <laughs> no, I'm sorry that happened to you guys. It's terrible, man. We, you know, we went to. Maine and New Hampshire. It was a great time. Um, but we were grilling. You never believe this. I was in Florida. And no, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't were, in Florida. I was like, I wasn't did you get towed? No, 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 no. But you get sick? We have a new grill. <laughs> and it, I'm not great on the grill, but I'm okay. And this grill's really easy. And so I was like, oh, man. My, my wife was like, hey, we should grill. So we grilled something out the other day, just her and I. And then she's like, let's get the grill going again. No chance of rain. And so just we like texted a cut. Uh, a couple, one couple. And so they came over with their parents, and I'm like, come over. It pours rain. I got drenched. I grilled. I stayed out and grilled everything. It poured yeah, the whole time. And all I could think about, that was the rain coming from Florida. <laughs> it did rain in Florida, let me yeah, tell you. Yeah, it did rain in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that wasn't bad. I mean, my vacation was good. That's oh. the only thing I had is it poured down rain while we were grilling. But good for that, you. Yeah, and that was good. Amy, you? I, we had a staycation, so I loved it. It was great. I didn't have to travel with two kids. I just feel like sometimes you don't think staying home is going to be good for your soul. And it was for us. We went to the lake. We had more meals, like, out, just kind of had fun, played more games together. So I feel like for me and Stashir and Stevenson, it was a really good time. And my, We normally go to Colorado every 4th of July. That's where we go. I've never been here before for the fourth, and it was really nice to just stay home because my sister came to visit us shortly after for her TV show. So there's no point in flying all the way to Colorado for like a day. We went on the river on the fourth on a boat. Did you float? No, no, we went on a boat. Oh. It's not. It was. It was uh, the Cumberland, so you could take a boat. Oh yeah, the big river. Yeah. Oh nice. And so there's nobody out there on the fourth of July. Usually the fourth is just jam packed. If we got to the lake, that'd have been the case. <clears throat> but we went out, wake surfed, and you can get in that water. Skate. Yeah, yeah, we did. I didn't know. Uh, there were a couple every time. Can W forty here and there, okay. but, yeah. but other than that, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Know, I, I grew up in water like that. Sometimes <laughs> that was all good by me. But yeah, we we did that and that was good. Man. Forgot about that. We should have stayed in town then. Did it last? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, it's yeah. hey, don't underestimate yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I do though. From two being oh, at two, you came over too. Like oh, we yeah. did, we had a storm. That was the day we lost power, dude. Oh, we were up, there was a storm that hit and it was just a. Rainstorm, not the one, not grill storm, but like a four or five days before that, we have a ma- massive tree in our front yard. Lightning and wind hit it, gone. Whoa! Like it broke in two huge places. Luckily, it didn't fall on the house. And th- so then we had to have somebody come and remove the whole tree from our front yard Dang. because the storm hit. We, we had, didn't have power for twenty four hours or so. And we're okay, Guy, guys. Don't, no GoFundMe. Yeah, don't start. I'm, don't, I'm, I'm okay. okay. I don't right. need to GoFundMe. You need cash. But it, it was annoying. <laughs> But for 24 hours, but yeah, we lost a, tr- rest in peace, we lost a tree, wow. a whole tree. And then Amy didn't have power either, and we lived close, so they just came over. And so we just all hung out, but, you know, it was like Abe Lincoln. We were straight candlelight. Log cabin and mm-hmm. stuff. Except for Stashira, was, my daughter was the only one with a little charger thing, like a Mophie, what are those called? Portable yeah, I chargers? I was like, sure, how much for him? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so she had, she was the only one with charge, and everyone was borrowing it. We couldn't find it for a minute, and I thought, oh my gosh, Bobby kept it. Bobby kept it. No, I got wow. blamed for bones, bones. No, Come I on. got blamed for keeping the charger and I put it in her we, we gave them some we had some gifts that we had at the house for Amy's son and daughter that we hadn't seen in a little bit. So we gave them the gifts and they had bags and I put the Mophie in Stashira's bag. And all of a sudden I get a text back, Do you have my charger? 
No, I don't have your charger. Yes, you do. We know you don't have power and you stole my charger. <laughs> I it knew was it in the bag. Bobby can't stand being below 80%. Right. And I was oh, like, drive me crazy. oh gosh, he, he, he maybe just held stole on it. to it. Well, I'm sorry, Florida was rough for you guys. Yeah, maybe a good staycation. Know. Yeah, no, Had I love it. a good little trip too. I recommend it. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. And of course, in this number one spot, a totally awesome moment. Eddie and Abby went skydiving with the Golden Knights, which is so cool. And they're alive and well, and it was an awesome experience for them. So this moment where they like are up in there and they're landing and all this stuff is really cool. But honestly, the video is even cooler. So if you want to go to our YouTube or bobbybones.com to see the full video. But here it is right now, the live moments from when Eddie and Abby went skydiving. Number one. Let's check in and see if Abby and Eddie have landed. Scuba Steve, what's the what's the latest? It looks like they're probably maybe twenty stories up from me. I could see them both floating down slowly. So they're alive right now. They're alive. Well, I can't tell if they're alive. They oh. could be dead oh. on the May just be floating bodies. <laughs> Got Dangling. it. See, we got to keep listeners here for this. I mean, well, I'm not there. I'm sure they're fine. They could have oh. passed out. They could have passed out, yes. Well, so they say that if you slow down, it's because you're scared. So they went a little slower than normal, so I'm sure they're a little freaked out. Okay, so how far are they from landing now? Because I'm sure you can't be under them when they're landing. No, no. So I'm right next to them. So there's an area where like, the concrete meets the grass, and I'm right next to where I could be in the safe zone to catch them. I mean, it looks like I feel like I could jump and touch them at this point. Abby and Eddie are about to land. We're going to sit here. Breaking yeah. news. The, the 700 millionth person to skydive and make it. Did he say he's going to catch them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was part of the process. Yeah, yeah, we need to spice this up. So okay. he's going to try to We're catch 500 them. 500 feet right now. I got the word 500 feet. That's a long way. 500 feet. Been, Morgan's got some video and pictures, too. I don't know if she's posted on social. People could check out. No, she hadn't. <laughs> yes, they're on socials. <laughs> yeah. there's, a, there's a picture of all of them outside the plane. I just feel awkward because Eddie goes... What happened? What's going on? Are you celebrating? Eddie is Eddie is right there, and so is Abby. They're coming down. Eddie is touching the ground, right? No, it's Abby. Oh my God, it's Abby. Abby came down first. That's not a race. (laughs) She wins. Abby's laying on the ground. She's not gotten up yet. Oh no, she's moving. Is she alive? Okay, good. And now, how far is Eddie? I mean, can okay, school- Eddie's going way slower. Eddie is super scared. What, 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 can Eddie Why is there a me? wet spot on Eddie's suit? <laughs> but Eddie and Abby are, look very different. Yeah, like you they're both in the- yellow suits, though. Like but extremely Abby is yellow. Tiny. I hear you. I okay. hear you. Yeah, Eddie is literally just slowly soaring. He's, he, he's still so not down. Nervous. Well, maybe he is. Uh, I, I can out. see him. His face doesn't look too good. But Abby's right there. Abby could be here shortly. And Let's hit the song, and then we'll check in with him after this. Eddie's on now. Eddie. Oh my! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Both. That was the craziest thing I've ever done in my life. Talk to me about you. Go up in the air. Do you ever get to a point where you're like, "Can we jump now?" Because it seems too high. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought like I would say about five minutes into the flight, I'm thinking like, "All right, this is it. This is where we're jumping." But he's like, "No, no, no. We've got like, you know, five thousand more feet to go." And so we got higher and higher and higher. And then they open up this door, dude. And I'm sitting right in front of the door. That's where it gets real. What did you feel whenever you looked down out of the plane? It's like, it's like you know, when you're in a tall building and you just look down and you, your legs get weak? It was like that. Did they keep you from holding on to the side because they wouldn't <laughs> let us because they thought we'd hold on and not let go? Honestly, they said, hold on to your, your strap, your harness, and that's it. And that's what I did, man. I was like, they called it Steve Urkeling, you know, so you hold on like your, your suspenders, suspenders mm-hmm. and you just hold on to them. 
And so the first 15, 20 seconds, describe that feeling when you're falling out of the plane. Oh, dude, that was crazy. So, so luckily, luckily my, my tandem guy, he, he did everything. He did the jump. He counted one, two, three, and then we jumped. And, it, dude, it's unbelievable. It's, it's, not, it's not like you feel like you're falling, really. Everything gets loud. I couldn't hear a single thing. My mouth immediately got dry. I couldn't close my eyes. Like, it was crazy. Did it hurt when they pulled the cable, the cord? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. When you were talking about that, I'm like, it can't hurt that bad. Dude, it pulls everything straight up. Was it scary to you to float down because knowing if the parachute now doesn't work, as you're floating, then you're dead, dead? You, dude, this is the craziest part. So they let me pull the parachute. No, they yeah, did not. Uh-uh. Yes. <laughs> yes. He goes, I want you to pull the parachute. I'm like, I'm not pulling the parachute. He said, you're going to do it. And so he gives me the sign, you know, like, we're, I don't know, dude, I really, you can't tell time up there, but I, it felt like it was 30 seconds. Then he puts his thumb up, and that means pull the, pull the, the parachute. I yank on the button, do the parachute comes up, and apparently it was too early, but he said, that's good, that's what we want, just in case I didn't pull it right. I'd be afraid I'd pull it so hard it'd, like, rip out of the front yeah. of my oh, yeah. chest. I'd be like, ah, oh, and it's gone. And you're like, oh, God, it's like when you pull the string out of your shorts. And you're like, oh, no, we'll go back in. <laughs> now we're done. So when you landed, relief? Yeah. Honestly, when the parachute kind of deploys relief. Yeah. Because, because you do feel this sense of like, all right, we're secure. We're floating now. It doesn't feel like you're going as fast. So if we do fall, it won't be that bad, I guess. I don't know, dude. Honestly, you're just, you don't even know what you're thinking when you're up there. Gather your thoughts. Is Abby near you? Abby's right here. Yeah. Is there a reason you went slower than Abby? Were you more scared than Abby? Is that what happened? No, he, he made me pull the parachute earlier. Oh, so he floats longer. I didn't pull it right. Yeah, I bet he made that story up before he got on with yeah, us. That was yeah, good, yeah. good, good storytelling. <laughs> Abby! Here's Abby. Yeah. Here's Abby. Oh my gosh, I want to go again. Send her back up. <laughs> it's not a roller coaster. We can sprint to the front of the line again. Yeah. Yes. Abby, give me your thoughts. You guys, I can. Okay, so like when you first jump out, it's just like this rush i can't even describe like it's like air like up your nose <laughs> and like in your mouth well, good description. And, and then you're like looking up at the plane flying away and you just like don't even know what's going on you can't really see and then he pulls the uh, parachute and you just like shoot up it's in, oh my gosh it's insane and then we were coming down and he's like do you want to help steer i'm like no <laughs> no but he's like do you want to do like spins and everything and it felt like we went upside down we didn't go upside down, but, but it felt, it like, felt it. like we did. It's like in a car when you, hit a, you go over a bump and it felt like you jumped. But you really yeah, didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really didn't yeah, jump, yeah. but it feels like you jumped. Okay, I'm glad you guys are safe. We'd like to thank the Army again for doing this and just remind everybody at how great the Army is. So many opportunities for you in the Army to you know find a job, a career path that you love. Also, while serving your country. That's why we did this was to highlight the Army and also to let Amy and Abby jump jump out of an airplane. And I think we did all of that. Eddie so, and Abby, yeah. What, who did I say? Amy and Abby? Yes, yeah. Amy. Well, you're next. Okay but only with an umbrella. Oh, okay. Oh, Mary Poppins. We'll you can go full Mary Poppins out. from an airplane. Okay, That's okay. Right. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. All right, y'all. That's it for me this weekend. It was so much fun hanging out with y'all, and I hope you have a fabulous, awesome, restful weekend or super high energy, whatever you may want. But if you want to come hang out with me at all this weekend, at Morgan on all the things. I try and post content for y'all, and I'm on threads. So you can also come find me on there. It's a little bit more chaotic on there. 
And yeah, that's all I got. Of course, the show at Bobby Bone Show. Make sure you're following us on all the things. TikTok, we are also on threads on the Bobby Bone Show. So I'm also chaotic on the Bobby Bone Show threads. Just a lot happening with threads dropping while we were on vacation. But y'all, check everything out. There's more content, bobbybones.com. Have a great weekend. I love y'all. Bye. Yes, Bobby Bones Show. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.